Okay, as you hear, I'm pouring a beer. It's time to start the show. <laughs> Welcome to XP Quest. This is episode 14. We've semi-dubbed this the Seinfeld RPG episode because it is a show about nothing and everything, and it will be filled with terrible jokes, and occasionally you will be like... Bow, 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 bow. I can't do that. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> so Maybe. with me, as always, is my... Esteemed colleague, way across the sea, Raytech. Greetings, all. We have braved uh, the uh, unusual tornado that is the what has swept through Adelaide. That was and confirmed a tornado. Quite, it was confirmed tornadoes. Uh, actually, two. Wow. Of them had <laughs> uh, bent over uh, like uh, transmission lines and everything else like that. So it was the whole Yikes. state that was out of power for a good uh, eight hours or so. Yeah, it rained here in Ohio. <laughs> not that that has anything to do with the weather in Australia. <laughs> no, not quite. So, uh, of course, we have a fantastic guest. Uh, I've been daring him to join us for a year now, and yeah. uh, he's been dodging me. He's really good at dodging. Uh, he, he's got a really good dex check. Uh, yeah, because course... if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a dodgeball. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We have my my former colleague from previous uh, shows, uh, Sir Viper. Thank you, thank you for having me. I feel like there needs to be like a huge applause sound effect playing in the background, but we don't have Linux on the show, so there's That's no true. Sound there's no soundboards. How about I just hit myself with a can? <laughs> I mean, I'm totally fine with you hitting yourself with inanimate objects, but I don't know how helpful that'll be for the show. But no, it's it's great to be here, buddy. So uh chant everything. Nice. I like this. <laughs> so for the, the, the few people on uh, uh on the Players Alliance network that don't know you, uh Scott and I go way back. We've we've done uh, a really bad way show. Back. Really bad show called uh, Late Night Steamer together. And um that was completely not family friendly. No. As no. the name even implies. Then, <laughs> even before then, we actually had rivaling uh well not even really like they were like, we weren't really rivaling because you you were definitely catering to a different demographic at the time. <laughs> uh but we were both simultaneously doing Minecraft podcasts. You were doing uh, another one that was more family friendly versus mine, which was completely off the rails and yeah. absolutely ridiculous. I had the Saturday morning cartoons, you had the Saturday night late club. I, I had the adult swim <laughs> situation. <laughs> <laughs> is what it basically boiled down to. So between the two of us, we have like a lifetime of Minecraft play. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Since beta, man, at least for me. <laughs> to the point where hey. I just don't want to touch a server ever again. <laughs> yeah. I was playing since Alpha, so. Oh, oh we got the hipster here. Oh. Got the hipster here. <laughs> Did you brush your shoulder off when you said that? Because I feel like that was necessary. <laughs> you got to... <laughs> You know, brush the salt off your soul, well, your shoulder there. You beta people, you come in after we've done all your hard work. Well, excuse you. I did join in late alpha. I will admit that much. <laughs> I joined. I joined when it was still creative mode only, and then I remember when they went to the food thing. I'm like, oh god, this changes everything. Mm. <laughs> well, like real food? quick, if you it was clunky. It was clunky back then. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
like I remember I had a few friends that were into Minecraft back in the alpha days and like they were trying to get me into it. And I remember watching those videos like I will never play a game like this. <laughs> and then beta came in and then I went ahead and bought it because I saw some YouTube video where they were shooting animals in mine carts with TNT out of <laughs> like this makeshift cannon. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to build this. And then I never stopped playing after just. It, I was addicted after that. Also playing with uh, Minecraft physics with the old TNT cannons. Yeah. They were great. Good stuff, man. Way back in alpha days, there was, like, public servers that you could join. And my first, my very first game, I joined into a public server. And I started, uh, I started building, like, a really tiny house out of bricks and I thought I was really cool because everybody else is building their house out of wool and everything else and I'm just building mine out of bricks. I'm like, oh, mine looks like an actual house. And then I turn around and as I'm placing blocks, there's a guy following me destroying all the blocks. I mean, yeah, that sounds about Within right. minutes, I was being griefed. <laughs> Aww, Welcome to minutes, Minecraft, boy! Minutes of being on Minecraft. <laughs> well, didn't it also have like that terrifying twitch whenever the, like the heads would turn too because i remember alpha had some pretty terrifying glitches yeah there's all sorts of stuff and like this was like there was tnt blocks but they didn't do anything it was all just decoration right mm. yeah thank god because <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know when it changed but like early beta there was a point where like you could actually play the alpha version of the game on their website yeah like, yeah web browser yeah yeah I, I did dive into that a little bit and i'm like God, I'm glad this changed. God, there still has to be copies of that out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Well, you can get that right in the, the launcher now. You can download like, the far? earliest oh, yeah. alpha. Yeah. Interesting. Or if you want to go more hard uh, coded with that, you can uh, get the uh, multi MC um, launcher and download whichever one you like. <laughs> launchers now, there. I'll tell you what. Damn. <laughs> Got a launcher for my launchers. I'm trying to remember which one was the first one. Uh, oh, I don't know. I I didn't really even start getting into launchers until Feed the Beast, to be honest. Uh, yeah, same here. Before that. Yeah, I think Technic oh, yeah, probably was. There was like mm. Magic Launcher, I think, at one point. Like Magic, AT at one point. <laughs> there, there's, there's so many different types of launchers now. Oh, yeah. And slowly Curse is buying them all. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Come into the fold. Speaking of curse, XP Quest brought to you by Curse, who just bought us. Dang it! <laughs> we just we said the word Minecraft, and now I just got That's an okay. email. I'll just, uh, they own us. I'll, I'll get the uh, check under the desk <laughs> later. So uh, tonight in our show about nothing, I literally just like shotgun some some words on paper. We could just throw these questions up in the air lots of volleyball questions here where we could just toss it back and forth and you guys are hardcore gamers so this would be a fun time sure of course and uh i feel, mean feel free I, I to like grief to the document as a soft core gamer i mean you know you don't ever see the good bits but like there's enough to imply <laughs> anyway sorry <go> <laughs> It's like that Japanese, like very graphical, blurred out. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. we never like, finished. All the good stuff is Minecraft is aside. We never finished your intro. What, 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 did we? We never. We got up to I, the I Minecraft. We, we got up to the Minecraft shows, and then that was it. <laughs> that there was a podcast done. Yeah. <laughs> there was shows. Oh, this podcast is fantastic. Was Thank you so much, guys, for having me. <laughs> 
Who are you again? <laughs> I'm that guy that just mentioned something about softcore. Um, yeah, as far as like current stuff, I mean, if we're going to plug stuff, I mean, I'm currently a part of uh, GatCast or, or GatOTC to be more specific, which you can find over at GatCast.com. There. Nice. Intro's done. <laughs> now we can go ahead and move on to but the meat You're missing all the, the fun stuff. Like, we, you're one of the few gamers that I've actually traveled and met in real life. Yeah. We, we, we've hung out. We played uh, full contact four-person four Pac-Man. You remember that? Yeah, that was absolutely a blast, man. We also did four-player, uh, what, what was that? Um, it's ice hockey or air hockey. Not ice hockey. Yeah, air hockey. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Four-player air hockey. That was intense. I was working up a sweat with that. <laughs> that was like we had to physically exert ourselves. Yeah. yeah. It's like oh as gamers, my. you don't ever really have to do that. But then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> now this whole VR craze is coming along and there's your Wii's and Wii U's. And it's like, I don't want to move. I just want to sit and play with my thumbsticks come on man yeah this is the only uh show where we actually did a live show in front of us a live audience at a anime con was it I think. yeah yeah, yeah. con alt delete <laughs> lns did a, a, a live panel uh, at an anime convention called con alt delete we had a good time except you made one of the workers sad because they pulled your beer away and it was like an all-ages con oh <laughs> uh. But that was not nearly as bad as what Randark did. He went to an educational panel where they were talking about uh, using gaming as a way to teach kids. And, and, Randark and he brought like a bunch of beer. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were truly the adults of the con. <laughs> like, didn't he like, instead of raising his hand, he raised his beard and yeah. her attention. Yeah. <laughs> I do recall that, yes. And hide the fact he was drinking at all. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was a wonderful, great times over at Connell uh, Fleet. Oh, yeah. Most of that book, anime con groups. I think if you dig hard enough, people, that video is still out on the internet somewhere. <laughs> oh, the LNS video? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's still out there. Us giving out a jar of Nutella to some girl. Oh, my God. That was great. Oh, my God. And, like, somebody actually traded, I think it was like a $50 Steam gift card for that jar of Nutella. Yeah. Like, yeah. But that that's how much Nutella has value, at least back then. It was yep. amazing. It was a great time. People are weird, man. People are weird. <laughs> well, we were weird, so we brought the weirdness with us. So that we did. <laughs> but I, I don't complain about that one bit. That was a hell of a great time. So uh recently I've seen that you started a uh uh some underground wrestling. Like you went from oh. announcer to actual wrestling. <laughs> How did that match end it, up, by the way? It didn't quite start that way. Um, I've been involved with a backyard wrestling company called EWF for a long time, which is Evanston Wrestling Federation. And essentially what it is, is it's, uh, you know, it, it all started as a bunch of teenagers getting together, wanting to do what like the WWF and the WCW and ECW guys were. But the one thing that I've always felt in my mind that separated EWF from a lot of backyard wrestling companies is that they don't do all the stupid stuff that some uh, backyard wrestling companies do. Like, we don't have people diving off of rooftops or hitting <laughs> each other with... Let's um, stack up 20 tables. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or having people slam each other in light bulbs or anything silly like that. I mean, there, there was hardcore moments, and I'm using air quotes, even though I know you can't see that. Um, but, you know, for the most part, they were more so trying to create a somewhat professional product in a non-professional environment. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I've always loved working with EWF. Um, but recently we had one last event, and this is pretty much going to be our last event because uh, a lot of us are in our 30s now. We're too old to be doing this stuff. But uh, 
in our last event, I actually got involved in our big tournament. Typically, I'm a commentator. I only call matches. But uh, this time around, I was like, you know what? If this is going to be us going out, I want to go out there and, and get my moment in. <laughs> and proceeded to have two of the absolute worst matches on the card guaranteed. I am not a good wrestler. I am terrible. And I trained hard, too, for those past three months. Like, I was doing everything I could to be better. And then at the end result, it looked awful. <laughs> it was <laughs> terrible. But I had a great time, and it was a lot of fun. And we raised $300 for a charity called Canine Companions for Independence, which helps raise the quality of life for people with disabilities by allowing or by giving them animals nice. that can help them function on their daily lives. Nice. Nice. Well, here, here. So there was a moral to all of that ridiculousness. <laughs> but basically, it was like professional guy versus red shirt from Star Trek. Kind of. And I wore, uh, well, I wore a red shirt when I was doing commentary, but uh, I had red trunks. Does that count? Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please tell Actually, me there's a video of this. Even, yes. Some yes. of okay. those backyard um, wrestling places, even here in Australia, that generally they have. Sometimes they're actually even better than the the original product. Oh, yeah. It's because a lot of the people that are involved in backyard wrestling just have an immense amount of passion for professional wrestling. You don't see some of that quite as much, especially like in some of the lower indie federations that are getting maybe 20 to 25 people there. Because ultimately, they're running a business. They're, they're trying mm. to, to earn money. Whereas a lot of these backyard wrestling companies, they're doing it because they just want to do it. It's like our D&D campaign. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I put down the grind. It's real. So I've had this situation. I'm just going to throw this out as our starter topic. Sure. Where I get, it's just like I just have nightmarish work sessions the past few weeks. Get home from work. I'm like, I just don't want to think about fixing computers or fixing networks or whatever, right? I just want to play some games, so plow through the kids' homework, uh, you know, do some wifey time, wife ends up going to work, you know, play with the dogs, and then finally, you know, put the kids to bed, come downstairs, I'm like, it's it's now DJ time, right? I have, like, kids in bed, dogs are, you know, asleep, wife's at work, I got a couple hours where I can just do whatever the hell I want, and then I open up my Steam library, and I freeze, and I just sit there. Clicking back and forth between games, like, ah, oh, do I want to play that? No, that's going to take too long. Do I want to play this? No, I can't even remember where I was in that game. You know, it's like, how <laughs> yeah. do you guys get over that just deer in the headlights? Just how do I play? What? How do I entertain myself tonight? You know, <laughs> like, how do you guys get over that? Ray Tech, you want to go first on that? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, actually, just recently, I've actually sat down with my steam library and actually set a, set a, a category of rubbish and went through every single title <laughs> that was in my steam library and sorted out what i might play and what i definitely will not play now this other category that i've got is just minimize that just close it off there's no no huge list of games that i never even and just just to sift out once and for all what i will play and what i won't and then it, it really just comes down to uh, loading something up and uh, seeing if it captures my interest. Huh. Um, yeah, I completely at, forgot at the, about filtering. Yeah, that's one thing to, you definitely can do. And I suppose I've got the added thing is 
of uh, doing YouTube with stuff is I got to think to myself, do I want to like record this stuff for YouTube? I'm, I'm actually, I'm honestly getting to the stage where I'm, my channel is going to be start becoming a one trick channel, <laughs> just basically Minecraft and basically the uh, podcast and stuff and the uh, role play that they, that we do on the, uh, more often than not weekly basis. And that's <laughs> going to be it because any other games that I play, I can't play them consistently. That's right. Not it's really. like, even in like, uh iTunes. If you download a stupid app, you own that app for life. You just can't get rid of it. I mean, you could delete it off mm. your phone, but it always shows up when you're syncing yeah. your phone. <laughs> like, hey, there's an update for this game you only played once. It's like, uh. Steam is pretty much the same way. There's like you'd have to kill yourself to like <laughs> get rid of a game. So, yeah, I ne- I completely forgot about setting, you know, groups and filtering and stuff like that. That's a good tip. Definitely. When you get into, like, the hundreds, is you've got to do it. And also, like, games you complete as well. It's like, do you just keep them on a list? and Or if you just say, yep, I'm done with that game for good, time to move on. <laughs> it's not like you've got, like, a game, like, on your, your shelf that you, you get to look at. or And then once you get, get to that stage in your life where it's like, okay, that game was good back then, I enjoyed it then, throw it in the bin. <laughs> yeah or or it will not run at all on your machine i've had other games that i've thought oh, yeah I'll, I'll go back and have a look at that um it <laughs> would probably run great if my monitor could support four and three in wide um basically <laughs> resolution some of my monitors i've had in the past you can just push a button and it will shrink down to four 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 point three aspect but <laughs> What do you then mean you can't play like, War, Warcraft 1? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Play something like, like DOSBox <laughs> on your 4K up. monitor. <laughs> and you're just like, ah! <laughs> the <laughs> pixels! <laughs> the pixels! They burn! <laughs> it's not just the pixels. It's just like being stretched out over like widescreen. It's yeah. everything. Everybody who was regular size, they're not like bloated fat things running around. It's like, ah! <laughs> So well, you got to remember, the... I mean, a lot of these games were designed with 320 by 240 resolution in <laughs> mind, which is minuscule in comparison when you look at all the, like the 4K stuff that's out there now. It's like <laughs> must uh, install so DirectX 5. Yeah, 1080s good enough for me. I don't need to go 4K. Well, no one really needs to go 4K. They just want to go 4K. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> technically, like I mean, even 1080p is not totally necessary, but it's just so goddamn beautiful. I'm excuse my French. Uh, so beautiful uh, on certain games. Yeah, I I I, I, I find that like if if I find if I play a game that I actually want to stream or record, 720 is perfect. Especially like especially games like Minecraft where it's you know it, yeah, it's already yeah. pixelated to some extent, right? 720, but, especially when you're like watching videos, is well, majority of people can generally only view 720. Well, okay, I, I generalize most people with shit internet in their countries, <laughs> even watching 720 is a stretch. Yeah, I mean, and, and I would honestly rather watch something at 720 with more frames than something that's choppy at 1080. <laughs> mm. Good, consistent frame rate. 
Yeah, so, frame rates uh, do typically. One point goes to Raytech for filtering. Good tip of the day. <laughs> Scott, what's your tip? I don't know if I necessarily have a tip per se. A lot of what I do, especially because, I mean, I, I think the last time I looked, I have 975 games in my Steam library. <laughs> um, oh, snap. I just uh, handed over <laughs> that title. <laughs> um but basically for me i mean what i do is i really only install games that i know i'm gonna play because i just don't have the hard drive space to install everything because <laughs> i used to be silly to think <laughs> i want my entire library installed <laughs> and i literally have four terabytes of storage available to me and it's just it's not enough i went through it's that phase enough. we've all been there yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just not enough. um so, I mean, typically I only install games that I know I'm going to play, like Borderlands. It's not something I'll play often, but it's something that I know I'll come back to at some point. Um, and and I, I felt the pain that you feel. It's like, you know, I don't remember where I left off. God, I mean, wh- what am I going to do? Do I remember how to play? And I'm already midway into the game where tutorials are long since gone. <laughs> um, a lot of times what I'll do, especially in a game like Borderlands, I'll just make a new character. And I'll just play from scratch just to get that feeling again to remind myself why I love the game so much. And if I enjoy the character I'm playing, I'll stick with it. But if I do finally like get the itch to go back to my other character now that I know what the heck I'm doing, Mm -hmm. I'll just do that. But otherwise, like I'd I'd have my go to games that I like to go to and you'll make fun of me for this. But like Rocket League, it's a game that's simple. Uh, It's like riding a bicycle with that game. Once you know how to play it you can take three months off, come back and you're just as good as you were three months ago. Hmm. Uh, it, it's such an easy game to get into and play and have fun with. And especially now with their rumble mode where they have power-ups that'll be randomly given to you throughout the game. And it just adds such a huge element of chaos to it. Hmm. It's just a lot of fun. The thing I could appreciate about rocket Mo- or rocket league is that it does look like it's a stupid fun game. It's sort of like TF2 where you could just jump in and play a couple rounds at any point. But yeah. it's one of the few games I've seen like that that isn't a freaking shooter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. True. Very true. Yeah. And speaking of TF2, uh, I've been playing a lot of Blizzard's clone of TF2, Overwatch. Overwatch <laughs> is a lot of fun. And that's that... it. That, that's literally the entire point for that. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I, I, I guess in your, in your plays, do you guys ever feel like it's even possible to freaking juggle multiple RPGs at the same time? Are we talking about RPGs or MMORPGs? I would say RPGs because as a whole, yeah, yeah we had, <laughs> there's another topic further down the list about multiple <laughs> MMOs. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. I, I, I literally was told I was going to be a part of the show 10 minutes beforehand. So don't mind it's me. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's possible, but it also depends on if you're invested into the RPG for its uh, gameplay mechanics or for the story. If you're really deeply involved into a story, like a final fantasy game, where, where the story can be very deep. Um, I don't think it's possible to juggle RPGs so much because you get so invested that it's hard for you to put that one single RPG down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'd say that uh, like when you see, get really invested and you tend to forget about an RPG that you have uh, was basically on the side, seeing on the side as it was. 
it's uh, you sometimes mistress. you think, oh yeah, <laughs> oh that's right, I remember you. I was I was, was going to play some time with you as well. I mean, there was uh, basically uh, my case in point right now. I've got uh, well, I've just finally finished Dragon Age Inquisition. I've got through the uh, the the main quest on that, and kudos. I felt pretty done with that. Kind of picked up uh, pillars. Well, I've had pillars of eternity uh, <clears throat> due to uh, one of our show topics was going to be on Baldur's Gate. I tried downloading Baldur's Gate, tried playing it. Um, our animations were so stuttery, I I just couldn't bring <laughs> myself to that. So I started Pillars of Eternity. I thought, oh wow, yeah, that looks really good. So I've got that on the side. <laughs> And waiting in the wings, I've still got Fallout 4, which I kind of want to go back to and actually see all the DLC. Don't do it. Which... Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. Actually, Don't do it. <laughs> what, the uh, DLC? Or... I, 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 went, I went back and I tried that like super death hardcore mode. Uh, oh, my God. That. that made me delete the game. I'm just like... F this. <laughs> Just like delete. Like, like task manager kill delete. Yeah, it was like, so <laughs> bad it almost made you forget about the clean tag that you have on the show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, to give up for, for a new uh, lick of paint, I went and installed a uh, a regrowth mod, which basically uh, instead of all browns and dead trees and stuff, you got massively overgrown places, which. <laughs> I actually had to dial it down a bit because they had basically flushed out the world with so much grass, you couldn't see anything. It gave like stealth a whole new name because you just couldn't see five feet in front of you if it wasn't for all the grass that was in front of your face. See, I own Elder Scrolls Online, and the biggest reason I actually just can't get into it is because... You can't mod it like you did Skyrim. Skyrim got stupid fun when you modded it, you know? Oh, mods, yeah. And yeah. then you just get into Elder Scrolls Online, and you're like, uh, it's just vanilla Skyrim, <laughs> but worse. <laughs> <laughs> I can't spawn 100 cabbages and watch them roll down this hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, modding is also something that really I tend to pick up and and basically use i've actually there hasn't been an rpg i haven't modded actually no tell a lie uh, uh kingdom of amalo you, you couldn't mod but that was a really good game i enjoyed that that was a good rpg that is definitely going on our short list of games to review <laughs> that was another one i played it for like 10 hours and then i just sort of i put it aside and something else came out and i forgot about mm. it you know it had unnecessary fluff. <laughs> yeah, I, I've noticed Actually, that. So, so did Dragon Age Inquisition as well. So there, why, why did I suppose Dragon Age had its uh, pedigree to, to fall back on, and Kingdom of Amalur was trying to to basically go go alone, going alone <laughs> with the same sort of um, formula, and one tanked and one didn't. <laughs> so uh, the. Earlier RPGs seem that they're a hell of a lot more difficult to pick up just because of the the later ones like, you know, Skyrim and stuff like that. Um, mm. They have built-in quest systems to sort of... You could literally sign into Skyrim and pick up your quest and it'll just be like, go there, do this, you know? <laughs> Whereas if you tried that with 
like Might and Magic One, the one that you had you had played. Imagine signing yeah. in, and you're like, "What was I doing?" You know, there's like <laughs> no, there's zero quest system. You know, <laughs> there's it, actually a game on uh, Sega Master System called Fantasy Star, the very original one, and that game w- was oh, yeah. heralded as probably one of the most difficult RPGs because you really don't get much of a direction in that game. Yeah, there is a linear quest to follow. But they they tried to emphasize so much of that free exploration type uh, gameplay <laughs> mechanic that because of that, like it is so easy to miss where you're supposed to have your quest at. It, you you could literally wander for hours and hours, level up, leveling up your characters, and you haven't even touched the main quest yet. Yeah, see, I've been a lifelong Dragon Warrior Dragon Quest fan, and the the eight bit versions were very similar to that where. It was linear to a point, but at some point you realize that you get to a point where, like, if you forget which direction you're going, you will only realize that you've gone the opposite direction when something just destroys you, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And I think, I remember hearing on um, Randark's show, uh, uh, what is it, uh, Return of the Retro. Return of the Retro. They were doing, they were covering Fallout 1, and he said that he was... (laughs) He kept getting like utterly destroyed over and over and over, and he kept trying to grind and grind and grind to, to get to the point where he wasn't getting destroyed. And it ends up the whole time he was just going the wrong direction in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fallout's one of those early RPGs that's uh, PC RPGs, no matter uh, to be a matter of fact. Uh, that's pretty unforgiving. It's really unforgiving. You go the it's wrong brutal. way, man. Yeah. <laughs> Or if you delve back a little bit further and go to like even the, the dungeon crawlers of the day, the eye of the beholder and that sort of stuff. Oh yeah. When you got lost, you got lost. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there was uh, someone on my Twitter feed today. Uh, I think it was Brandy Winefred. God, he he probably won't listen to the show, but he posted a picture. He's like. I've never been so more proud of my life. I discovered I discovered my daughter was making a map for a game she was playing and it just showed this crude like four-year-old like hand-drawn game map so she could find her way back. I'm like that's awesome. Oh, that's that awesome. Kids going places, man. <laughs> I mean, it was a terrible map, but you're just like, "Oh, we've all been there." Yep. <laughs> oh, those are good times. And now Especially they have maps. Maps with the maps with pointing clicks. Yeah. games you had to have those because occasionally they like to lead you up the garden path there's no click m for map <laughs> no. so uh when do you guys uh when you're playing an rpg like when is it that you just like give up and throw in the towel what, what's your wall that never. you hit never 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 give up never surrender go big go big don't go home because if you're not going big you ain't worth it just die. Our catchphrase on the show is find time for the grind, right? Find time for the grind, yeah. It's all about the grind, but there, no, oh, there's be... been a couple times where I'm just like, oh, <laughs> screw this. <laughs> to be fair, I think it was um, Final Fantasy VIII. I don't think I ever beat Final Fantasy VIII because it, not only did I, I get to a point where I just didn't want to grind up to level up to, to do all the final boss fights and stuff, I just mm-hmm. wasn't invested in the story enough to keep going. 
And yeah. That's the thing. Like it, it has to be a good enough story to make me want to grind. If I don't want to grind and I'm not invested to see what, what happens next, it's done. I'm, I'm throwing the towel or towel. Forget it. I think sort of on that subject, the thing that really pissed me off and using final fantasy seven as an example, mm. uh, just the freaking the game mechanics, like the fact that you just can't skip those goddamn summons, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> you yeah. spend half your life watching someone just dance around doing animation, just like, just fire off the spell already, you know? <laughs> you just make me want to not use magic ever. <laughs> yeah, but they were trying to show off the power of the PlayStation, man. <laughs> All these new graphical fandangle <laughs> things that could do all this amazing stuff, you see. Yeah, we did a Final Fantasy VII show, and like, I don't think I brought that up. <laughs> then I was like, I <laughs> since then I'm like, I need to finish this. I keep telling myself, I, okay, this is one of those staple landmark games. I have to finish this just so I can say I beat it. But I still have yet to freaking launch it again. Well, so. even uh, like where I got to in Final Fantasy VII, I got to a, a like a I suppose a fairly low lowish. Um, like story point and i haven't had the urge to go back again is a lot of the things that will actually make me stop playing an rpg is either game mechanics or the actual mechanic of the program not running to my expectations on my machine <laughs> i mean there was the uh, the brief few seconds i tried to start going through the tutorial of Baldur's gate and just the animations were so janky it's like no i can't do this <laughs> You should, uh, I'll gift you a copy of, uh, Boulder Skate from GOG. That's, that's the yeah, one I've been playing. We try to do multiplayer yeah, Boulder Skate. Yeah, we, we bought the enhanced edition on Steam. Enhanced mm. edition. And we, there was like five of us. We were all going to play multiplayer and it was going to be the awesomest thing ever. Mm. And sure enough, it like, did or no, there was four of us. Yeah, no, no was it four was, or five? There was five. There was yeah. five. We all joined in. We all logged in. We all joined a character, and the first two people could move, and the third through fifth person was just stuck. Yeah. I mean, it was like there was no way to possibly, like... The servers couldn't keep up with all of the different movement from every player. <laughs> and that it literally... Like, and, like, me and Tana were involved in that game, and I remember when everyone left, her and I were able to play perfectly fine. Yeah, two player, but, perfect game. Yeah, <laughs> it did more than adding the numbers that we added. It was just like, oh my god, <laughs> it was terrible. Which is the but, only uh, reason I'd say yeah. use the Steam version if you actually do want to play multiplayer with one person. But, <laughs> yeah, even using the Steam version, it's just yeah, just just the character animation from walking from one point to the other. I would have expected a game of that age to be so much more well at least run better than like stilty uh, frames of like a character walking across the, mm -hmm. from point a to point b it's just uh, yeah I just well see it. i think that's why like i love the gog version over the steam version is you're, you're yeah. right the the steam version it's slightly prettier but they did not even improve the animations right so when i play in the gog version it's just ugly but it's historically ugly you know you're just like oh this is the yeah. way it was i accept the fact that i'm looking at like four frames of animation when somebody's walking yeah i, I don't know if i can actually bring myself to that <laughs> but uh, like bringing up pillars of eternity again they wanted to bring back 
that same sort of gameplay of uh, Baldur's Gate, Icewind Dale, that sort of sort of thing, and they did a good job of it. Um, admittedly, using the Unity engine was probably not the best idea because I had a few uh, long loading screens to basically get everything running, <laughs> which is a, a, a known issue with that. But uh, once everything settled down, I found it basically captured what I remember Baldur's Gate being. The spirit of it. Yeah. 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 Mechanically. So uh, recently in my in my... My my deer in headlights freezes. I remember I went to like feed the cat in the other room, and in the other room I got this box that has all my old physical boxed games, like the one the PC games that I haven't either repurchased through Steam or GOG, and for whatever reason I kept them around. And one of them was Warcraft Three, and then I also pulled out uh, Diablo One and Diablo Two. And I brought them back mm. to my desk, and I put them on a pile, and I'm like, I'm going to play these, finally. Because I'm just like, you know what? It's something different. I'm going to try them. And I installed Warcraft 3, and I, God, I, I put up with that game for like 23 minutes before I deleted. <laughs> I'm like, oh. For some reason, like, I love the hell out of Warcraft 2. But when they went to Warcraft 3 where you had like heroes and you know all sorts of stuff that's that's totally where I got off the boat. I'm just like, "Ugh. Can't I just have dumb zog zog, you know, guys I control?" Speaking Did you guys ever retro. get into that? Oh yeah. Uh Warcraft well, 1 and 2? Yeah. Yeah, 1 and 2, yeah, absolutely. But three, I got into three a lot, though. I, I did actually like three a lot, primarily because I thought it gave them an opportunity to flesh out the story. Mm -hmm. And also you could play as the undead, which was absolutely awesome, in my opinion. <laughs> I, uh, I, I must regret to inform everybody I've never played Warcraft 3. Don't. Ever. I'll send you my, I, I wouldn't send you say my copy. Don't. I wouldn't say don't. <laughs> I'll mail I, you my copy. <laughs> we, we obviously have contrasting opinions, and that's totally fine um but i the thing was is that when i first actually bought warcraft 3 my computer was just not quite ready for that sort of thing. <laughs> to be quite honest it was very laggy and uh not a very enjoyable playing experience but once i uh was I able to box right computer, next to me let's see here let's and see got here. frozen throne uh i i loved it i thought it was a fantastic experience and the story is just absolutely incredible okay uh on the bottom of the warcraft 3 reign of chaos which I apparently paid $60 for at Best Buy. I'm so sorry. <sighs> wow, back then. <sighs> okay, so uh, Windows 98 ME or 2000, uh, 400 megahertz Pentium 2 or equivalent, 128 megs of RAM, an 8 meg 3D video card. It recommends a Voodoo 3 or a Rage 128. <laughs> uh, DirectX 8.1. And 700 megs of hard drive space. Ooh, four times CD-ROM. When was the last time you saw, like, oh, crap, I only got it two times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the exact specs of the machine I had prior, but I don't even think it had a video card. It was software okay. encoding everything. Multiplayer, so. low latency, active internet connection, rated at 128 kilobits per second or faster. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. Okay, that's going back on the floor. No 56K <laughs> modems for you. 28K, bitches. <laughs> uh, good times. 
Yeah, I haven't installed Diablo 2. Diablo 1, like, it, that was the game that I just ground and ground and ground upon. Oh, yeah, same. And I've never played Diablo 2. I think it's just because Diablo 1, you get to the point where you're grinding so hard that you just, like, you just can't go on. <laughs> you know? Like, I've never yeah. beaten Diablo 1, but it's like, to me, it was like an unbeatable game. <laughs> no, I, I beat Diablo 1, like, several times over, actually. Really? I didn't grind hard Again, enough. did you like brush your shoulder off as you said that? I just just wanted to clarify. <laughs> it was just one of those games that, uh, yeah. So let's look on the box. Well oh boy, here we go. Diablo 2, Windows 2000, or NT4, Service Pack 3 or greater. <laughs> Pentium 233 or higher. This one's even worse. <laughs> well, yeah, because they didn't have 3D modeling in... Uh... No. Wow. Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, I think they, they had like a faux 3D modeling thing going on. 28K kilobit modem up to eight players. <laughs> yeah, at least Diablo 1, Diablo 2, you could actually play offline. And a battle.net account. Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, My so Diablo Warcraft with... 3 was the, that was the last Warcraft before they went wow, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah, Frozen Throne, I think, was the what was it, the last expansion, I believe. And then after that, that's when they, they went straight to World of Warcraft. Yeah. <sighs> good times, good uh, times. But what I was going to say, though, is um, with Diablo, uh, I actually never played Diablo 1 and 2 on PC. I actually played those games on PlayStation because I'm not a big fan of click-to-move type games. And I always loved the fact that with the PlayStation, I was able to use the controller to move my character. <laughs> I always wanted to have some control over my character. Mm. You could play that on PlayStation? I wonder, yeah. I wonder if Diablo 3's got uh, controller support for PC. I, I don't think I'd it has it for PC. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, PC. it doesn't have it for PC. I would Obviously, and... it's on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. I would go and back I think, and play uh, Warcraft 2, but... Warcraft 2, God, it launches in DOS mode, and on a widescreen monitor, it is pain. It's easier to actually play. Last time I played Warcraft 2, I literally fired up a virtual machine on my gaming PC, and I, I had an ISO version of Warcraft 2 that I had ripped off of the, the actual disc, and I fired it up in full screen in virtual machine, and it ran perfectly, but I could play it in windowed mode in 4x3 format. Nice. That's how old that game is. Yeah. So it's looking like Diablo 2 might be that way too. So we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll play that too. But I, uh, as we noted, I have been playing uh, Baldur's Gate on DOSBox or DOSBox on on GOG, the GOG version. And um, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I I found a trainer and I, I beefed up a couple of my guys settings here and there like i made the uh hack yeah i made the, i made the archer very dexterous <laughs> she don't very miss limber. she does not miss <laughs> i i just want to point out how old school that term is trainer like they don't they don't I use know. that term in I games i don't remember anymore. what like, it was i'm like what did they call that program oh yeah trainer yeah 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 <laughs> And really, you're not training anything. It's just literally hacking the the, the statistics and stuff. But it's like, 
it's just funny to me because like you said that i'm like man what was the trainer oh yeah that's i haven't heard that term in years <laughs> do you remember what you used to do before trainers no hex editors hex oh, hex oh edit god i never got into that <laughs> that's that's a bit too much closest i got to that was a game was it the game genie <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> do that for uh, rpgs and uh, game shark for cd based games yeah, hex edit up uh, like experience totals and stuff, <laughs> and stats, sifting through like just numerous amounts of like uh, hex code. I, I only got find... one word for that, man. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> what I put this down as like, what are your comfort food RPGs? But like, what are your comfort food games? Like, what are the ones where you just like. You constantly leave it installed because, like, when all else fails, you could just go back to it. Now, like, Scott, you had said, you know, obviously Rocket League. Yeah. But Minecraft. to go, kind of bounce off the RPG idea of that, though, uh, I've always loved the Fantasy Star games, like, back on the Sega Genesis. Those always have been the RPG games that I can go back to. I was never really a big Final Fantasy guy, but I've always loved Fantasy Star because it's more of a sci-fi type rpg yeah. and i've always more into the sci-fi type stuff i always wanted to play the uh, uh there was there was fantasy uh, star online at yeah one stage and has I'll... anyone ever emulated that which one or the final the, the fantasy star online since the servers have been knocked uh off. There, there's some homebrew servers available for that but it's it's not the same i mean there's not enough of a player base anymore to necessitate such a thing um so the like the the people that do have homebrew servers up it, a lot of them are just you know you you find one time where you maybe see two other people online and it's fantastic <laughs> but <laughs> yeah it, it, it there's just no player base for that anymore and sega still for whatever reason will not bring fantasy star online 2 to the states which just really pisses me off <laughs> I'm sorry if that the P word is considered a curse, but it's it definitely angers me a lot that Sega, for whatever reason, and all of their infinite wisdom, they would rather push Sonic Mania down our freaking throats, but they won't bring <laughs> Fantasy Star Online two over here. It's Sonic. anyway triggered. <laughs> Hashtag triggered. <laughs> Obviously, no, Ray, really, Minecraft is yours, right? <laughs> yeah, Minecraft. So I, I just can't escape that. It's just one. The, it is the, the game that's gonna stay on my uh, PC for probably till the end of time. <laughs> yeah, I think I have Minecraft on every single device I ever owned, including my TV. Somehow, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I'll go that far. I was uh, I was updating my PS3 earlier, and like it actually finally ran out of space. I had the I have that 160 gig PS3, the Drake's bundle or whatever the hell it came with Uncharted. Mm. And I finally filled up the 160 gig drive. Um, and, uh, I was like, what can I delete? And I started deleting stuff. I'm like, oh, I had this demo of Minecraft, you know, on PS3 version. I, I deleted it. My kids saw me like, why'd you delete Minecraft? I'm like, it was a demo. <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm like, it's on everything. <laughs> it's on everything. I could reach out within three feet of me, grab two things that has Minecraft on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my son loves Minecraft so much that I actually did have to knuckle down and buy a copy for it for uh, uh, PS4. 
Uh, and him and I have done some split screen stuff on there for it. And it's a lot of fun, but it's the same thing too. Like if we go out to a restaurant, I have it on my phone. So he'll play it on my phone. Oh, yeah. uh, if we have it at home, if he's not going to play it on PS4, he wants to play it on my laptop so you can go on like the MC hive servers and all that fun <laughs> stuff. So. Good times. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, uh, I, I've recently discovered that, well, I, I I always have my my standbys, you know, my my simulation games, which you know I have a disease for. Are you ready for Farm Sim twenty seventeen? Pre ordered, <laughs> bitches. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> if they so, get it, pre-order, I'll join you. But um, yeah, no. Totally pre order. That was one of the few pre orders I've done this year. <laughs> Farming Simulator <laughs> seventeen. Oh yeah, definitely getting that one. Uh, the uh. uh I was going to throw out Snuggle Truck as a joke, but it's not. Um, recently, I started playing... I think what it is is, like, I like old strategy games, but I can't stand the newer versions of them. Like, I've been playing Age of Empires 2 on Steam. I noticed. And um, on... <laughs> I, I played Age of Empires 3... I'm like, eh, you know, it's just too slow and clunky. And the same thing, they introduce heroes, and you're just like, uh, I just want to, like, mindlessly <laughs> send armies to their death and not care about them, right? And then it was the same with, um, uh, they had Age of Mythology, I think, was the same thing. It was just like, ugh. Yeah. Just went too far. So I just keep playing Age of Empires 2 over and over and over. Like, I, tonight I completed a six-hour-long campaign. Where I had, I was started against eight players, and it got down to the last guy, and I had completely built a wall around his shit. <laughs> and he couldn't get to me, and I couldn't get to him, so then I just spent the rest of the game for six hours mining out and deforesting and everything the entire rest of the map, and it was the giant map. So, like, I just destroyed the guy in the end, you know. I built, like, seven wonders. It was a great time. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you ever played Rise of Nations? Rise of Nations? I don't believe I have. I think I have, actually. Rise of Nations is essentially the same concept as, like, uh, Age of Empires. <laughs> uh, but I think it was a, a slightly more modern engine. It does have heroes, which I know is... Uh, but it, it, there's not a huge <laughs> emphasis on heroes. With Rise of Nations, okay, uh, but but it's very similar in the sense that like there's all these different types of nations that you can play as or fight, and each nation has certain benefits to them. Hmm. Um, but they also can either start at a certain age or they're capped at a certain age, depending on which nation it is. Like, uh, uh, God, I can't even think of an example right now. But one of them, you can't go past the industrial age. Because uh, at that point, or you can't get to the industrial age because that nation never made it to that point. They was either confirmed it or conformed into another nation or, or you know, whatever it is. But uh, it's a very interesting game. And as far as like an RTS game is concerned, it's it's pretty comparable to Age of Empires. In my yeah, I'm looking at it right now on Steam. It's actually by Microsoft Studios. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's It's probably by the same people then. Um, but I played. It comes in a multi. You can get a multi pack of Age of Empires, Age of Mythology, Rise of Nations. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. It's a spiritual sequel. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I played the absolute heck out of that game. Uh, and and it, the more you talk about Age of Empires, the more it kind of surprises me that you haven't touched Rise of Nations yet. I, I really think you should up. check it out. I think that'll be definitely my check next it game. out. <laughs> uh, that'll that'll hit me until Farming Simulator comes out, and then mm. you just forget <laughs> that I'm even alive. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of RTSs, uh, for, I downloaded for the first time uh, Dawn of War One. Uh, no, 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 yeah, Dawn of War One, Warhammer 40k, and. Uh, <laughs> I blitzed through the tutorial so fast that um, the tutorial was still trying to teach me stuff after I uh, basically killed everybody on the map. <laughs> Sounds like, about right. Yep, uh, I've played StarCraft <laughs> before. This is pretty, yeah, I've done RTS before. This is great. I dug into it and they was still trying to teach me stuff. And I spent 20 minutes just letting the game go through a spiel. It's like, oh, yep, I've already done that like 10 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> Thanks. But I, I actually look forward to um, actually going through that and actually uh, looking through the uh, campaigns and such, because uh, yeah, forty k for me was actually a genre that I've always liked. I did the uh, tabletop uh, version of this of such. I had an orc army for anybody else out there. So uh, orc boys. Yeah, orc boys go to the war. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Them and them pussy little ultramarines. <laughs> But uh, yeah, have a of just getting uh, like uh, Dawn of War to basically configure uh, nicely enough to play, and that actually, despite it being an old game, like trying other old games from previous uh, attempts, once I got the resolutions all figured out, it actually ran really, really nicely, which was quite pleasing for a change. Usually, a lot of these things, it's like uh, you. You set yourself up for the disappointment. It's like, right, I've downloaded it. I'm going to try and fuddle around it to configure it to get it to work and don't give myself any like major expectations that it's going to work. Once the things these things actually do work and they they play nicely, it's like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. <laughs> so look forward to like pushing my way through uh, that game. I was trying to think here. I was looking. Th- I finally figured out in Steam that there's a way that you could look at a friend and then you could actually compare with a few mouse clicks which games you both have. Uh, wish lists or no, like actually purchase. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I remember doing that before. You, who are you trying to do that with? Well, I, I was trying to figure out what games that we could all play eventually. Uh, Ray and I, gotcha. obviously. And uh, I saw that we both have Lord of the Rings War in the North. I'm like, hmm, maybe mm. we should throw that down at some point. <laughs> that'll be cool. That'll, that'll be our RTS. <laughs> uh, that, that's an action, action adventure game, that one. An action adventure RPG. <laughs> oh, snap. Mm. Okay, so Steam Library side, minimizing. Okay. So obviously, I think at one point we've actually talked about this other topic. Was it worth playing more than two MMOs and paying for them? And I th- no. consensus was always no. But I still had to throw that out there, Scott. There's... You're you're a little bit of a hardcore MMO player to some extent. You keep going back. To yeah, WoW. WoW's your drug. I I'm back to WoW actually with the uh, release of Legion. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was a time where I actually was paying for two MMOs at the same time. It was Rift and uh, World of Warcraft. And uh, I did find that as much as I would have loved to have said that I, I had fun with both games equally, uh, 
there there was a point where I had to really think to myself, is it really worth 30 bucks each month to try and, and keep <laughs> up with two of the MMOs at the same time? And the answer obviously was no. Um, but, you know, the thing is, is that especially nowadays, there's so many more free to play MMOs out there that you don't have to pay a monthly cost to get involved in an MMO anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, even World of Warcraft has a starter version, which you can play up to level 20 and kind of get your feet wet in it and see if this is something that you want to get involved in. And, you know, it, the the situation where you would pay for two MMOs is almost non-existent now. There's yeah. just, just not many games out there that still have a monthly cost. And even if they do, they have a free element as well available to yeah. you. Yeah, and, oh. and even like in this show, we've covered five of our 14 episodes have been about MMOs <laughs> and they've yeah. always been free to play because we're just like, eh, we just don't have that kind of money to donate. Well, that's the interesting thing about the MMO market nowadays. I mean, when you compare it to other video games, there's no real other genre out there where free to play has completely taken over. Like first person shooters is getting close yeah, but because of how popular the the Call of Duty and the Battlefield series still are, it's never going to get to the point where free to play takes over. Mm -hmm. um, the only other uh, genres I can think of is maybe puzzled because Match Three is completely taken over by free to plays now, <laughs> or, or pay to wins really. Yeah, um, yeah. But like MMOs as a whole, the genre has completely surrendered to the free to play market because the the player base out there no longer wants to spend you know, 60 bucks for the game or even more if it's got additional expansions out there uh, on top of paying a, a monthly fee on top of now there's this shop that you can buy little critters and cosmetic <laughs> items in. Yeah, you know, yeah. there, there's so many additional fees now that nobody wants to start a game and have to pay that much to get into it. Now with a lot of these MMOs, they allow you to kind of step, step in, explore the world around you. And if you want to buy in, you now can invest yourself into that. Mm -hmm. That's why like, I still see to this day when you see like, oh, this MMO's coming, be a founder, you know, pay two hundred dollars, and you're just like, Ugh, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because in three months it's gonna be free. <laughs> well, yeah, like um, Blade and Soul, for example, is a recent game that came out uh, just just last year, right at the end of 2015, and. They, they had the same thing where you could buy founder packs that would give you premium time in the game, which basically just meant that you got extra experience for uh, turning in quests and killing certain monsters. Uh, you got like a specific mount, uh, some other uh, fun stuff that you can get with it. I don't remember all the details of it, but, um, you know, and Blade and Soul at least is an established IP from the anime side of things that, you know, people could understand, OK, well, this is something that I like. I can buy into it. But if like a brand spanking new MMO comes out and they have these big founder packs, they really have to rely completely on advertising in order to sell those founder packs. And uh, the market just isn't available for that sort of stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah, they've uh, suffered the uh, whole flooding of of their marketplace. So they yeah yeah suffering the same thing as uh, well, I suppose YouTuber. There's just so many people out there just, uh, supplying so much content that uh, even if even if it is good, it potentially can get uh, washed away in the uh, the masses. <laughs> you know what I find in incredibly interesting, and we'll talk about this more later on. Um, I find that a lot more like ex MMO players 
are actually getting involved in tabletop games like D and D. Kicking it old school. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, we'll talk well, more about that later on. But I just thought, <laughs> since this is somewhat topical, I, I wanted to throw that well, out there. I think you, you probably find that a lot of the uh, old ex MMO players were ex D and D players to start off with. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, it, it kind of depends on their age of, of our generation anyway. of our generation absolutely <laughs> yeah. um but you look at the doritos and mountain dew uh freaking generation that's playing now and a lot of those people like they look at the the tabletop idea and they scoff at it because you know they're they're stupid they don't understand <laughs> basic <laughs> this math this is what we so. did before we had internet it's so slow voting <laughs> times are stupid <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, I've actually had a, an urge recently to go back and replay some of those horrible MMO-esque games that we tried on LNS a couple times. Like, oh god, do you remember Fallen Earth? Yes, like, that was I just do. a huge <laughs> comical disaster, you know, for our oh. stream. Because so for those listening, I, I joined... want to just quickly explain. Yeah. I, I want to quickly explain what Fallen Earth is. Um, Fallen Earth was essentially supposed to be like the Fallout MMO that we never got but always wanted. Um, however, it was designed by, I think it was a Russian studio that just absolutely had no idea about how to make proper <laughs> MMO gameplay mechanics. Um, so the game really is just a bare bones, dry attempt at doing like an MMO slash first person shooter type game that really just doesn't do either very well. Oh now, DJ, God. go ahead. Oh, my God. It's still on Steam, too. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> of course. It is. I don't know how, but of course it is. Even with the new review scheme on Steam, which we could talk about if, if you guys want to. Uh, it's mixed. Really. It's mixed. <laughs> it said it's a mixed review. <laughs> Dude, I do not want to get triggered by a Steam conversation. In the year 2156, <laughs> the world has been destroyed by both nuclear and biochemical means. <laughs> I, I could easily dedicate an hour-long podcast by myself with all of the gripes that I have with Steam right now. And I just don't want to do, I don't want to take up your time with that. I don't want I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't want, want to do it. I don't want to I don't want to do it. That's definitely a trigger. Okay. Yeah. So when we played Fallen Earth in the Steam thing, uh in the Steam podcast, yeah. we had five or six, I don't even remember how many of us. It was like it was like the worst of the worst people we could possibly get together to play. Oh yeah, a, we had a semi serious Fondre with us. Yeah. We, we, we and, had Fondre, uh we had Randark. It was, uh, Linux. it was like we were intentionally trolling each other the whole time we played that game. We only played it for like a, an hour or two. Um, yeah, it was it was two hours, and most of the time was spent in the starting zone messing around with horses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and and it's as bad as it sounds. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, oh, because we found out oh you could my. like you could run around like with just a loincloth and a horse, and it got out of control. <laughs> But you know, it got the out of control that really the games, quickly. The game's story didn't grip any of us. Well, I, mean, I, we, I think it was none but, of us were. But invested. Here's the thing that wants me to go back and try it is I want to go back and play it for like two hours and see if the story actually legitimately sucks or if it was just the moment of us just, you know, 
running around in speedos with you know humping horses. You know what I mean? Well, I can already tell you, Raytac will hate it because he was complaining earlier about uh, gameplay animations being shoddy. This is like pre N sixty four type animation with three D modeling. Yeah, that's, it was it's kinda... like alpha alpha type. 3d modeling it's really bad it was like playing rust but on nintendo 64 yeah (laughs) no see when you look at the screenshots it's it doesn't look that bad though well of course because they take the best of the absolute best (laughs) from their screenshots we're we're gonna try to get this in the best light possible and to be fair they probably have updated the game (laughs) since we played so there might be some some better parts of it now but man, did they really have to salvage that game if that's the case? They must have like redesigned it from the ground freaking up. It is now five years old. In uh two in one week it'll be five years old. According to the game that <laughs> looks like it's twenty years old. <laughs> it's free to play. No, okay. So that that's been sort of like hankering in my mind to be like, should I go back and retry some of those things? Because we dogged on that game hard. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, I'd rather play that than try to go back and like actually pick up like Maple Story, you know. Why would which, you even consider which that? Which still exists somehow. Well, yeah, because you know every generation that passes, the the big brother teaches their little brothers about Maple Story, <laughs> and the little brothers start playing <laughs> it, and then when the little brothers become, you know, old enough, they'll they'll teach their big brother's kids about Maple Story, and the cycle just continues. I'm thinking Maple Story sticks around because it's like an ironic hipster game to play. Be like, oh, I'm gonna drink my Pabst Blue uh, Ribbon and play some Maple Story because I'm ironic, you know. Quite possible. I wouldn't know. In that I case, mean, I, I'm not, I I can't be that hipster because I took one look at Maple Story and just couldn't nope. you know, bring myself thinking. No, that. no, because you're a logical thinking human being. That's fine. <laughs> um, no, if I'm gonna bounce back to like games that I regretted playing, I might have, I might as well play RuneScape. At least that still has some quality content <laughs> that I can play. That had progression. Yeah, there there was progression there. You actually did get a sense of accomplishment with RuneScape. So. <laughs> What anyway. was that? Uh, I saw. I'm looking. Still through. got my blue Halloween mask, yo. I'm looking <laughs> through. Freaking Randark was playing something recently. He's been playing the hell out of something, and I saw him playing it. Was it Randark? No. Somebody in my friends list. Every time I log in, they're always playing this one game, and I'm like, oh god, that takes me back. But I swear I can't remember what it is now. Okay. Fallen point. Okay, so let's yeah. move on to uh, fun games you've actually played recently that don't have to be RPGs. So what, what's a game recently that actually shocked or surprised you, like how stupid fun it was? And we could talk about Snuggle Truck if you want. <laughs> I actually uh, have always had this, but I haven't played it up until now. And, and Raytac might actually kind of nerd out with me here, and that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Uh, Knights of Pen and Paper 2. <laughs> uh, I've been playing through Knights of Pen and Paper 1 on my phone. It's fantastic, isn't it? Oh, it's, just, yeah. it's a great game. It, <laughs> it, just, it has just the right amount of D&D references to make you go, <laughs> I see what they did there. But there's also so much available to you as like an RPG party type system that it's just fantastic. And I know that we, weren't, we didn't have to talk about RPGs, but no. uh, I've been playing Knights of Pen and Paper 2 on my phone as of late. 
and it's just been just a ton of fun. I love how that much of that so game much. reminds you of like raiding, like the whole yeah. mechanics of like healer, tank, DPS, that sort of. It does. It does have like that classic raiding makeup to it, where you you gotta have your 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 meat shield essentially up mm. ahead, and then you get you gotta have a good healer that can not only heal single target but can heal the party just in case if there's any like AOE damage you're taking. Uh, yeah oh, absolutely absolutely <laughs> and of course the rogue is always the most overpowered motherfucker on the, on the thing and i'm sorry i had to curse for that because it was the rogue fucking constantly uh, you need to <laughs> <laughs> and when it comes to rogues yes it, it's a necessity um and yeah the rogues are so op even in in pen, knights of pen and paper one like once you build up that crit it's just like pff, that's your main <laughs> boss pff, dead anyway yeah it, it's it's a lot of fun and i i absolutely enjoy the heck out of it <laughs> yeah i um oh you... go ahead ray i think the uh, i suppose uh, ray ray to... <laughs> 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 just uh, the game i just booted up today was a uh, yeah 40k dawn of war was nice. not expecting that to be as good as it was and yes it's pro probably it is more more or less a uh it's an rts clone pretty much like the old starcraft but uh, because of that because i played starcraft back in the day there wasn't there's was very little um barrier to barrier to entry to actually uh play in the game so i'll probably yeah keep going with that for sure nice i uh for some reason i i was helping my kids like my kids my kids they play games and throw them away like you know everything's disposable so I stopped buying games from them, and I've only let them play free-to-play stuff that's off Steam. Because I gave I gave my son his own Steam account for his own computer, right? And um, I've been slowly working my way through this, this the free-to-play list, and I came across this game called uh, Morai. And uh, I'll throw this into chat here. You guys can look this up some point. I threw this in, uh, I think I tossed this out on Discord earlier on the GatCast <laughs> channel, but I was like, you guys should play yeah, this. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you should play this. <laughs> it, I swear to God, it the screenshots of it look exactly how it is. It is unbelievably pixelated, but the game is only like 15 minutes long. And it, like after I got done playing, I literally was like, Huh? <laughs> you know, like I actually sat back and like I felt like I had. It was the first game in a long time where like I had legitimately felt like it was worth the fifteen minutes of my time. You know, <laughs> and you didn't have to spend a dime, and I didn't spend a cent. And and fun fact, uh, I, I I befriended the uh, the the creator of the game on uh, Twitter, and I sent him some tweets. Just you know, hey man, this game's awesome. Blah blah blah. Found out he actually lives in Adelaide. So I'm like, now I know two people in ah, Adelaide, Australia. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because I was looking at his, like, I, I was looking through my Twitter feed and I saw all these pictures of, like, busted power lines and stuff. He's like, oh, horrible winds. And I'm like, I was like, oh, that's Ray. And I'm like, wait, that's not Ray. That's the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me the same picture. I'm like, weird. Okay. <laughs> can I can I take this moment to complain about a game that I played very recently that no. I didn't like? Go for it. No Man's Sky. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Am that, I gonna get some flame for this? That's a trigger. Oh. Nope. <laughs> Flame as such? I haven't played it, so I have nothing to say. I have no dog in this fight. Go ahead, Ray. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'd love to hear your uh, your opinions, Ray. Um, basically, I I've I've played it, enjoyed it to the point where I got the got the combat mechanics down. Uh, basically, expanded the uh, the ship to almost to a point where I felt that was not really uh, much more point in actually doing so. The only other thing, I wish there was like some more like variance to the quest and stuff. But uh, in general, I didn't mind the game. Uh, the the whole um, thing about having like randomly generated planets, which all looked the bloody same. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, I I must admit it, it wasn't worth sixty bucks. Yeah. See, that's um, it's on my wish list. I'm waiting for it to be like nine ninety nine, and then I'll buy it. I wouldn't even and spend that much money on that it. That bad. No. It's, it's here. Here's here's my biggest complaint. I I felt like after my third planet, when I started realizing that just about everything was basically the same. I got so bored with it that I didn't want to upgrade my ship. I didn't want to upgrade anything I had because yeah. I felt like it was just wash, rinse, repeat. Anything I ever did in that game just felt like wash, rinse, repeat. And I don't mind grind. Like if we want to sit here and, and talk about RPG grinds and stuff, I don't mind that. I sat for five freaking hours in games like Final Fantasy, leveling up my characters only to get one shotted by the main boss and have to, you know, wash, <laughs> rinse, repeat. And I'm okay with that because at least there's a goal. There's something to achieve. There's something to work towards. I never got the sense with No Man's Sky uh, in my time playing it that I was achieving anything other than self-inflicted goals. Mm -hmm. And there's the, Yeah, there's that. And also the uh, the ending for the people who did get through it was so lackluster there's no real point of actually experiencing it yourself yeah i just i don't feel any motivation to play a game and you know there's there's several things that they could have done to make that better and you know as much as they shied away from the idea multiplayer would have been fantastic <laughs> base mm. building you know I, what if i don't want to leave a planet what if i like the planet i'm on and i want to build a base no that would have been have cool you, have, have, have you heard anything else about what their supposed like patches for like freighters and stuff that they were thinking about because it's they're right really now under uh, the uh the advertising trade commission's actually like oh reviewing them right now because i think they're ultimately going to get sued oh damn <laughs> like they're they're in deep shit if hello games makes another another title again i'll be surprised that's uh, see i've seen as an outsider just sort of watching this whole mess i have i've seen multiple articles on reputable news you know sites like vice gaming news right where yeah. they're, they they've talked about how radio silent they've been which is disturbing mm. to everybody involved <laughs> like they've just oh, yeah. sort of just they're lawyering up is what it is yeah they, <laughs> they, they have to. here's they our have game to. and then they just like zip you know <laughs> and oh, some people man. are like oh you know they finish their game they're gonna go on vacation no no yeah you're right they're lawyering up like <laughs> and the thing is it's like i wanted to like no man's sky the concept sounded incredible i mean the the whole package sounded amazing and then when you play it you you get the the 
very big sense that the, the things that they wanted to accomplish in this game, uh, they they might not have had the time to do what they wanted to do uh, or, or, yeah. or they didn't have the technical prowess to do what they wanted to do. But do, do you well, think they got, we've... they got halfway into doing what they wanted to do? The do first you... 10, 20 hours was actually pretty good. Until well, I mean, this sort, of, this sort of bleeds over in that Kickstarter phenomenon, right? Do you feel mm. like... Do you feel like you were cheated out of your money or do you feel like you're do you feel like you're sort of funding future patches? Does that make sense? When, like in, it, right. when you're playing Kickstarter, when you get a Kickstarter, you it literally says you're not you know, you're not guaranteed crap, right? You're just sort of funding an idea. Right. Well, that's an entirely different topic and but it, in this case, you legitimately that, bought but... a game. <laughs> Yeah, for sixty dollars. Yeah, and it, it just it astounds me that they were still able to sell this game for sixty dollars. To be completely honest with you, because I just don't feel the content added up to that. That's because they kept it so under wraps. It, it's, if you know, all, all it is is really a sixty dollar bloody uh, tech demo at, at best. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to go into this any further. I just. I, I wanted a moment to talk about that because I was just so baffled by <laughs> by how disappointing. And I, I'm usually a pretty optimistic guy. If I don't like a game, I'll find something in it that I like, it, rather it be the soundtrack. And DJ, you know this because you pointed right. it out to me on several situations. Um, I, I'll, or, or maybe there was a segment in the game that I found humorous or something like that. No Man's Sky has no substance in which I could find validity to. <laughs> There's just nothing there. <laughs> actually, if they expanded more on their their languages and actually put some maybe some culture behind it, that might have been that would something require else a team of writers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that's exactly the problem. They didn't have any real writers, uh, and that's true. I mean, if they would have had more more civilizations to interact with, you know, if each planet, not not like each planet, but like. If, if there were some planets that was inhabited by an alien race and like, let's say you had to go all prime directive with it and like they're a pre-warp race and you can't interact with them. So you have to try and avoid them. That would at least give you like an element of gameplay that you wouldn't have ordinarily had. And that would have been put, cool. Put some depth into the, the races that they do have. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, that's fantastic. He has no face because he's wearing a suit. This is wonderful. And like I said, being an outsider, I watched Ray go from, oh, hey, this game's out to within a week, like, oh, my God, I'm converting my entire YouTube channel over to this. And then like a week and a half later, like, I have made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, okay, here's some more Minecraft. <laughs> And I'm just Give like the people what they want <laughs> because you you your enthusiasm was like oh shit I missed out I got I got to get this game and then like a week later you were just like no I I, I should have waited or you know and I'm like oh well I'm glad I didn't buy it that day you know <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know what it was about this game initially when it first came out like when when I first saw the promotional materials for it yeah I I had that feeling like I I was ready to pre-order this dang thing that's how much I wanted it. But I didn't some, pre-order. Something told me. The, yeah, on the back of like even like the initial reviews was enough to convince me. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you but, think it's yeah. just because nobody has 
has there been any game that's even come close to just that 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 uh, and and this is like a star explorer kind of a just go nuts kind of a game where it's just like completely random infinite galaxy build whatever the hell you want kind of a a game that that is multiplayer yeah i mean is there anything that's even come close to that promise thing i mean there really is no building there's upgrading yeah Mm. you're finding previous built ships basically well, not even that. Uh, I mean, you have your starter ship that you can build and upgrade to, and I think you can even uh, get better ships later on. I, I didn't get that far into the game to even care enough at that point. But um, but yeah, th- there's no necessarily like base building or even build your own ship, per se. Uh, it, th- there's just not a lot there in, in that sense. <laughs> and I guess I mean, maybe yeah. I'm just a little spoiled to Minecraft in that. <laughs> Hell, Space Engineers was better. Oh God, yeah. Oh God, Space Engineers was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like, Space Engineers. I got to the point in Space Engineers where you could just destroy an entire planet in just like two swipes, and then you're like, okay, I'm done with this game. <laughs> well, that's when you know you made it. Mm. It's like you've achieved greatness. I I win. Darth <laughs> Fire Vader up the Death is Star. calling yes. you. <laughs> yeah, Darth Vader's calling you to try to be a better Darth. Nice planet. Shame if something happened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid wolves. It's always the wolves. <laughs> so I I threw this uh, topic on here, but this was before I invited uh, Scott on the show here. So the piles of shame. <laughs> Now, Scott, I know you could talk about this for days. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I long-winded about anything? No. Let's ask uh, Viper here. How much is too many? <laughs> In regards to what? I mean, if we're talking <laughs> women, there's never enough. Uh, <laughs> you could apply that the same to games. Yeah, I guess I need a little more context in that question, man. The woman's probably listening to this show, and she has access to a gun, so... And she also loves looking at women, so I'm okay. Okay, well, that's As true. long as I don't touch them, I'm, in the, I'm okay. We can look at them all day long, man. But, uh, anyway. But no, 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 what's the context of the question, though? I mean, what are you, what are you saying? Like, it's just Steam like your, your pile of shame. Like, at one point, you regret, you're just like, you open it up, you're like, oh. I've done. This has gone too far, <laughs> you know. I mean, there was a few. I need to play these games. I felt like there may have been too much, but I mean, no. I don't. You know, games wise, games I think are is one of those media types that you could never truly have enough of. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Quality quantity bleh, quantity doesn't always equal quality. Uh, you know, right. there's also a lot of really bad games out there. I mean, especially back when in the LNS days when we had the snuggle truck rule, <laughs> I was forced to play some very terrible games that I never want to ever touch again. And now I have them in my library as consistent reminders of why I did all the terrible things that I did. Dinner date. But dinner date. You know, <laughs> I look back at dinner date and I don't find the experience that I had with that game as bad as I did <laughs> when it happened. Because when you take the story at it as, as face value, it's actually pretty, a pretty depressing story, but a relatable story for some of us that might have had that situation happen. <laughs> um, but like as a game, yeah, it's freaking terrible, man. Uh, but no, I, I don't think that you can ever get to a point where you own too many games. <laughs> 
You know, I, I just don't think there's ever a point where that happens. That is true. Could you apply the same analogy to like books and um, DVDs? No, I, I don't. I don't think you can have too many books or, or too many DVDs. I, I think, think you could have access to too much, though. Like, I went through and I kept filling my Netflix queue with stuff that I wanted to watch. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch it. Oh, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Oh, I gotta watch that someday. And somebody like you know at work be like, oh, have you checked out this? And like I was like, hang on, let me sign in, put it in my queue. And well, now it's it's filled up okay. like my entire Netflix queue, like my digital streaming queue, not the DVD queue, but my digital streaming queue is completely filled end to end with stuff that I will probably never ever get around to watching. And it's it's worse than my Steam library. Like it would take me decades to get through that queue. Well, that's a product of diminishing returns. Yeah. And I think in any any media whatsoever. You're always going to have that. You can always have so many books and you might not ever get the chance to read all of them. But the the fact that you would have that option available to you mm -hmm. is still a positive. And I, and I think that sort of goes back to the future topic that we t or the previous topic that we talked about was the comfort food RPGs. I was like, there's so much stuff in every sort of media, games, books, music that I just keep replaying or revisiting because I'm just like, oh, this is so much better than trying to learn something new. <laughs> like once, <laughs> once a year, I, I, you know, I, I just dive into the Hobbit, right? Cause I'm just like, mm. you know what? You just, I know what to expect. It's lovely. Whereas if I, if I get like a new fantasy book, you know, you're just like, okay, you know, there's no like single book fantasies anymore. Like it's like, okay, it's one book that leads in like 10 more in the series, you know? And you're like, uh, like, do I want to dedicate <laughs> 15 months of reading the entire series just to sort of enjoy the entire story, you know? I've actually started getting, getting into the audiobook side of things because I can basically do dual task my job and listen to, uh, like, uh, books that I've, I've had for, like, longer than, well, yeah, decades worth of <laughs> uh, reading that I've realized. Stuff I used to read when I was back as a teenager like on audiobooks so I can actually just listen to that and actually keep myself entertained while I'm doing my job. I don't think that I have the capacity to do something like that only because like when I'm reading a book, there's a lot of mental imagery that I'm developing while I read. And I feel as though like, and this is for me personally, obviously I'm not saying that Ray tech, you can't do this. Um, but I feel as though like if I tried to listen to an audiobook while I was working per se, I would never be able to give it the same attention that I would <laughs> if I was stuff. just reading it. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and not necessarily to my work, but to the actual story that I'm listening to. I just don't think I'd be able to give it the same attention that it deserves. There's a, uh, a female coworker at my work who works on our enterprise software, you know, basically the help desk systems and all that ticketing stuff, right? And um, she does her she can only work when there's like Doctor Who playing on her other monitor. It is the funniest thing to watch in the world. She does pays yeah. no attention at all. But I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking she's watched every episode a thousand times, and it's just like background noise for her at this point. But like, yeah, if, you, if you get her in a meeting where she just has her laptop, she just like crumbles. <laughs> it's, great. <laughs> it's great. But like, if she's at her desk and Doctor Who's playing, she's just like rocking out stuff. And, like, don't mess with the who. <laughs> it was because of her, you know. Like at one point they were like, Oh, everybody needs to 
everyone's like, you need to stop streaming music. You need to stop, you know, watching TV and stuff while you're working. Like her, it would actually just like, she would just die. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, uh, on, on my side for the pile of shame, um, over the years I've seen multiple people, you know, friends, coworkers, etc., sort of say, okay, I'm going to, this year, this is the year I'm going to get through my pile of shame. Nope. And, um. God bless uh, Randark was the most recent guy where he was just like, I'm going to, you know, I'm not buying any new games until I beat my pile. No, yeah. 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 (laughs) That didn't happen. Nope. But he has beaten a lot of the games in his his pile. But, oh, my God, at what cost? Like, for a while there, he was sort of unemployed. So, like, he was full-time gamer in between sending out resumes, right? Mm. (laughs) So... I realize that recently, sort of to your note of your first tip there, Raytech, where you're just like, find a game, and if you really hate it, don't, you know, label it and don't ever play it again. I decided that in my pile of shame, I'm going to, in the past few weeks, I've shifted to where I'm going to play one solid hour of every game I have. And if it doesn't grab me in that first hour, which, you know, I think we could all agree is like the magic, you know, at that point, you're just like, most of them, you know, within twenty minutes, <laughs> you're just like, I so, have so made a mistake. Some of you know it within twenty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm just like, I'm trying, I'm trying my hardest to get through one hour of everything. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's why, if you look through my 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 Steam list, you know, I've played like an hour of Edge, an hour of Capsize, an hour of this. You know, I'm just like, uh, I'm working my way through the list, but I. Th- I I'm totally going to start filtering after this podcast. So <laughs> that's a fantastic tip. Also, the, the the bad thing about piles of shame is when they exponentially grow with uh, bundles and such. Yeah. I, uh, I am, uh, I'm a huge proponent of the humble monthly bundle. I have yet to get a humbly humble monthly bundle through the, you know, the monthly payment thing. I've yet to feel like I've been cheated or like, you know what I mean? Like I feel like I've gotten more than my value. Like you found, found like at least one game of worth. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. I mean like I got space engineers the first month I joined and then the next month I got arc, you know, like some freaking fantastic games through, through the humble monthly bundle. And then even, Oh my God. So uh fun side story. Uh, earlier tonight, the reason I was updating my PlayStation 3, one of the humble monthly bun or no, one of the humble bundles uh, was recently, it was the humble Capcom PlayStation bundle. Did you guys pick up on that one? Oh, I, no. I don't have an active PlayStation 3, so. Well, I, okay. I, well, I, mean, it was I think there was only like a and couple four. games. Yeah, there was only like a couple games that were four, and I was just not interested. Yeah. So I ended up buying that for like $15, but for $15, I got like 13 freaking Capcom games. Oh, one yeah. of which is like, you know, the entire devil may cry series, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just like, but the problem is with that one, you, you had a time limit by October 1st, you had to activate every single key on the PlayStation network and actually, you know, down, well, you didn't download it, but you had to redeem the key, the code in the PlayStation store. Right. Yeah. By October 1st. 
And I got that email, a reminder email, thank God, said, hey, don't forget to activate these. I'm like, oh, I still haven't done that. So tonight I went to log in, then I had to update the store, then I had to update the PlayStation. And then you know, it was like, oh. You know you can redeem those codes online, right? I didn't know that. So I'm sitting here with the PlayStation <laughs> stupid controller, no keyboard, redeeming 13, like, oh, you know, 16-digit long codes. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And then every single one of them was like, do you want to download? No. Are you sure you don't want to download? Do you want to download the background? No. It's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, next time. Redeemed them all. Minded. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Do but, you know, I got like time. Mega Man 9 and 10 on my PlayStation now. So, you know, there's some fun stuff in there. Oh, no, I, the, the bundle itself looked fantastic. I just couldn't play any of the games. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I did it on PlayStation 3, not 4, so. <sighs> Good times. So, uh, D&D. Yeah. We, the three of us, have been uh, trioing with a, a host of other great, fantastic, uh, blowhard guys. Yep. Uh, and... Uh, it's been a fantastic campaign that uh, Viper here is uh, d- DMing. You want to talk about it, like what the setting and get to give any sure. spoilers, but oh, of course not. Do um, the setup. They all die in the end. There's your spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you I mean, get to know it. Essentially, the show is called Crit Happens. It's something that we host on the GatCast Switch channel uh, every Monday night, except we didn't do it this Monday because I was sick as a dog and just couldn't talk. Uh, that was really kind of the big problem there. But uh, we'll. Uh-oh. There he is. It helps if you don't click on that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, mid, too mid, many mid, buttons. <laughs> Are we still live? Yes, we're still live. All right. Um, so yeah, uh, with with Crit Happens, we're doing it every Monday night over at the Gatcast channel, which you can get to at uh, twitch.gatcast.com. And essentially, it's me and six other people because I'm a masochist and, and inviting that many people to play D and D with me. Um, but uh, we have six people that are involved in a very casual, kind of fun oriented game of D D. uh right right now we're actually in boulder's gate uh where they are cleaning up a keep full of goblins and uh, it's just been a lot of fun as far as like backstory there's not a whole lot backstory wise every character would have their own little backstory which we'll touch on in in future shows uh but the one thing that i do absolutely love is that even though we're, we're kind of playing a casual game like you ray tech you get into it you got like a full flitch yeah. voice for it and everything and i think that's always incredible yeah, uh, it's just something I've always really wanted to do, and uh, even role-playing back in the day, we used to always come up with, like, especially with, uh, like, characters of different, uh, I suppose, races and regions and what have you, we'd all, like, put on the uh, the fancy airs or the light voices and, and stuff like that. It's uh, basically, it's been a bit of a retro trip for me, so... Yeah, and the thing is, is that there's not a lot of, at least in my experiences these days, because I'm involved in about four different roleplay games right now, to be completely honest with you. It's kind of crazy. Um, but and like in some of the one shots that I do at a uh, a local uh, place called Dice Dojo, which they do like board game nights and D&D nights, 
a lot of the the stuff that they do there like they don't really get too involved in like the voices and such it's kind of an old school thing that that a lot of like older game like older generation folks like us we did because you know if you're gonna play dnd you you play your character it's almost a form of method mm -hmm. acting you're getting into that character when you make your decisions you're making your decisions as your character um but like a, a, now a lot of days i find that there's just so much meta gaming that it kind of bugs <laughs> yeah. me like because this is something that's been around for what 20 almost 30 years now probably even longer than that um and a lot of that information has been available publicly for quite some time and you get all, you get all the tryhards that are like oh well, hydra if you kill the head it splits into two it's like well does your character know that yeah <laughs> you know just because you know that doesn't mean that your character inherently gets your knowledge i mean you have to play your character as if your character knows that or doesn't know that <laughs> um and, and i find that like especially nowadays like there's a lot of games where metagaming is, is really kind of almost i wouldn't say ruined but definitely deters a lot from the story elements and that's why like I, i've been really happy so far that with crit happens there hasn't been a lot of metagaming thank god <laughs> uh, but we'll hopefully, you know, we'll, we're just reacting we'll to what Randark out. does. Randark, the door destroyer. Uh, <laughs> he is he is an absolute wonderful, wonderful uh, wooden beast who uh, shall leave no room unturned. <laughs> He's going to be our guest yeah, next week as we discuss Boulder's Gate, by the way. <laughs> oh, fantastic. He can talk about all the doors the, he uh, broke. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Randark uh, quandary, you put him in a room with no door. Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Game over in the beginning, man. Game over. <laughs> oh, that's uh, but disturbing. No, that's that's another thing that I love about D and D is that you can have those moments where if you got a guy who just wants to break some freaking doors, well, break some freaking doors. I, I if can... you got a guy who who or, or a girl in this situation like Tana who kind of wants to play more of like the backseat uh, driver and kind of look at things from the back perspective. You can do that. That's fine. If you want to be a Travok Iron Fist and, and try to discover, you know, exactly <laughs> what's going on in this keep and, and kind of venture forth with, with great urgence. That's fantastic. You can be <laughs> that guy. And that's mm. fantastic. I just love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> or if you want to be a giraffe and just magic missile everything, that's also fine. <laughs> Uh. Or if you want to be some punty off making bad limericks, you can do that too. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> You're playing a bard beautifully, DJ. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> well, I, I was actually uh, was, was very happy when you made the little sound effects after getting hit at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Drop the guitar on the table. Yeah. <laughs> because the guitar is already beat up. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, yeah, I, last weekend, I understand why we didn't play because, <laughs> you know, sickness and stuff, but I was just like, I was yeah. sort of like, oh, <laughs> you know, I understand. I sat in the, I sat in the shower on the floor and cried for a bit. It, I got Aww. over it. I got over it. <laughs> ah, it's okay. Well, we'll, we'll play for a long time next week. We'll, we'll, we'll get you back. I promise. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all right. The, the game that I've been playing primarily, I have a level seven, uh, sorcerer, uh, half elf sorcerer. And I've been so in depth with this game and I love the, the DM. It's basically what the guys at FTW podcast. I know. I think DJ, you have some, yeah, idea i know who are. they are yeah yeah 
they they host a weekly D and D game every Thursday night on Roll Twenty. Are they still podcasting? Them. Yeah, they're still doing their shows. Uh, they've broken up into like a whole network now. They got guys doing like one, uh, you know, wrestling thing. They got you know they're doing their own wrestling thing. Like they they've broken up into a whole network. I was gonna say like I was I was I was explaining this over Twitter too, where I was just like I finally started rewatching Raw again on Hulu, and I'm like I don't even know where to start. Like there's like five different. <laughs> Yeah, with wrestling, there's no way to like find a place to start. You basically just kind of like get in on the the Mamba line and just <laughs> keep going. You know, I watched the very the very first episode I watched uh, a few weeks ago was the one post the one dude getting the Universal Championship. Like it, they did the match and like he he was like universal champion. Oh, like one... Finn Balor. Yeah, and he had to retire. He had to relinquish it because he. But got it, like it was the episode after that where they had the, oh, the okay. where they had like the three three for all and then Triple H came in and uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That and, one. And, uh, that's, where I, that's where I that's where I picked up and I'm like what just what just happened like what if you if you ever need me to break down something for you i'm still a huge wrestling fan i'll sit down and break it all down for you if you ever need but I, yeah i usually toss it to you or chad because you know both of you i know yeah, are like chad, you're both Chad's watching <laughs> yeah so and i don't even know who chad is but him and i have had like a couple of conversations on twitter about wrestling it's like all of a sudden we're besties now so i think you and chad <laughs> would get along i'm telling you i'm sure we will i'm sure we will he's fighting um, the system but he's a journalist that's his job <laughs> you would know all yeah. about fighting the system he's the only guy i know who's an actual journalist <laughs> ray tech were you gonna say yeah Basically, this is my first real foray into the uh, whole podcasting um, culture, as it were. And I'm actually really tripping out that, uh, like, other podcasts know other podcasts. And it's, it's all, like, in a little web of, like, <laughs> podcasting thing. And it's like, what have I got myself in for? I mean, I thought YouTube was convoluted enough. But now there's this other social structure that uh, I'm feeling a very little small one and insignificant. Of one like... of us. One <laughs> <Yeah>. of us. <laughs> it's all about networking, man. That's just, yeah, that's how you survive in this game. It's all networking. <laughs> You'll find that podcasting is a lot like local music. Um, pretty much your biggest fans are also podcasters that do their own podcast. And, you know, they expect you to watch their podcast. So you can listen to their podcast and then you find that their friends are also <laughs> podcasting. And this, it, it, that's basically how podcasting is. We're all just fans of our own of our own brand. We like listening to each kinda, other talk. Kind of like that with yeah. the YouTube as well. So, YouTube is a lot like that. Yeah, especially like in the lower, like if you have less than a thousand subs, you, it's basically like the only way that you get above that point or even even further than that point is just mm. by networking. Just meet people, you know, work with each. But anyway, going back to D and D. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. I'm I'm looking up something. Oh, okay. You're the host, man. I ain't gonna tell you how to host your show. You, you said it, so. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Ray's got 2,663 subscribers on YouTube. High five. Well, then he won. <laughs> he's, he's got it. You're off the charts. Uh, I'm just plodding along. <laughs> That's a lot better than like my 17, I think. Actually, I, no, I, I think have I'm 67. Up to I think I'm so. up to 21, and I'm not even trying. <laughs> that that 2,000 odd number is, is so very empty. I, I can probably count the uh, a number of uh, loyal viewers on, um, well, at least under 100. So <laughs> so you could actually well, tell yeah. when I've been busy at work and I have stopped watching YouTube. 
Well, that's the thing, right? Like the actual subscriptions is kind of an imaginary number because it doesn't always equate to views. No. And that was always kind of the, the, the thing it was supposed to be. Like if, <laughs> if you subscribe to somebody, that meant that you get their videos on your front page, especially when, you know, they, they upload new content. But now there's just so much on YouTube that you could be subscribed to about, you know, hundreds and thousands of channels and, and you'll only see like maybe 10 of them at best. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, Anding, our our channel or our, our partner network, like guru, the guy in charge of, at the top of the food chain here, mm-hmm. he decided to take the all of our show Twitter accounts and he put this bot on there that automatically subscribes and unsubscribes and all the stuff to get more followers on all our Twitter accounts. But now oh, it's gotten to the yeah. point where I can't even look at that Twitter account. Like if I pull up the XP yeah. Quest Twitter account, it flies by like it's like streaming like a stock market ticker. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, at, I the, mean, at the rate where Gatcast was at its best, where we were getting like you know actual notable guests, yeah, uh, we had something like that that was like basically auto following <laughs> anybody who was tweeting about games or anime yeah. or t- stuff yeah. like that. And I don't even follow the Gatcast Twitter account just because it's <laughs> it's a nightmare to try and follow that thing. It's yeah. <laughs> but I did catch one today. Uh or actually I I caught it today, but it actually happened yesterday. We we got a new follower and a tweet out from Caleb Schweiss from the UFF podcast. Chess bomb. <laughs> the Ultima <laughs> Final Fantasy.com. That's where their website is. No, he said, there's nice. always time for the grind, is what he said. So Always time. <laughs> that was the only message in months where I've caught something in that stream. Like, hey, somebody actually sent something to us. <laughs> nice. Ah, oh, good times, good times. Okay, so uh, on to XP Quest news. Um, the blog is officially, as of like a few hours ago, one year old. Golf snaps, golf snaps. And uh, our first podcast uh, will be one year old. Our anniversary is coming up in like three weeks. So we got three weeks till our one year show, Ray. So we got to get some bow ties. We're going to snazz this thing up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, we're going to go full on. Just I think Ray Tech would look great in a suit. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> he already looks kind of grisly, so yeah, you put him in a suit, and it's like, God damn, that's James Bond right there. So you know, we got two shows in between then, maybe, but so we'll, we'll figure out something for our one year one year show. We're gonna have just a blowout. Maybe we'll have like twenty people on. We'll just talk over each other. Yeah, that sounds great. That's hey, a gr- you should a great have great idea. Here, DJ, <laughs> I got a fantastic idea for you. This is what you're gonna do. You're gonna create a Google document and let anyone edit it. That was the best idea we've ever. It was the greatest idea ever. Fans create (laughs) the doc. So some backstory, Ray. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Our fiftieth episode. It's our fiftieth episode. Yeah, and I think uh, it was my idea, and I instantly regretted it as we started. uh, Of late night steamer, we made a Google Docs where everybody had edit rights. And we told we we published it on Twitter and all our social medias, and we're like, okay, it's our fiftieth show. You guys write it, and we'll read it word for word. 
Oh, like <laughs> don't have that doc somewhere. Actually, we're, we were in the show and people were still manipulating the document while we were in the show. Well, no, I I locked the show publicly, but it was our hosts that were. Missing oh yeah, yeah, the show. Was, yeah, <laughs> it was it was it was a good time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a good time, kind of. <laughs> As he winces in pain. It was the fiftieth yeah. episode. It was the fiftieth episode, so <laughs> it, it could have been better. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> but no, so, it, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. This is episode fourteen. Potentially, if we're on par, like episode seventeen could be our one year anniversary. There you go. So, uh in our finding time to grind, what is everybody playing this week? Uh we'll go with the guests first. Scott What's on your plate this week? Uh, I actually still haven't completed the new Doom game, and it's not necessarily because I didn't find it fun. I actually found it an amazing single-player campaign-wise. I just, for whatever reason, I set it aside and haven't played it in a while. <laughs> uh, so I, I did actually have a plan to where I plan on playing the game from start to finish and, and have a lot of fun with that. Outside of that, I'm leveling characters in World of Warcraft like that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You can give up at any time. I could at any time, <laughs> uh, except it's going to take 90, uh, 29 days because I just resubbed for another month. So uh, oh. a- after those 29 days, I-, I can quit then. I swear. I swear. <laughs> ooh, ooh, before you go, Ray, I, f- I finally found that thing where I was talking about somebody. I saw somebody earlier playing something that I haven't seen someone play in forever, and they've been playing a lot. Leonor, one of our, our, our past guests, uh, He's been playing Path of Exile. That okay. was the game. I was just like, oh, that's still around. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what's funny about that game is that I got a guy uh, at Taco Bell that tries to talk to me <laughs> about Path of Exile. And I, I told him I didn't even like the game. And like every time I come in after ordering food, he's like, oh, yeah, they just had a recent patch. Now it's pretty cool, man. You should check it out again. Play the game. Really cool. I had somebody at work keep telling me like every week he was like, Oh, you gotta get back into Guild Wars, man. I'm like blah blah blah. And I'm like, uh No. Yeah. <laughs> You're like no. level eighty. I'm like level twenty. No, we're not gonna play together. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing this week, Ray? Um, this week I'll probably uh well I'm definitely I'm playing more Minecraft, of course. Woohoo! Can't can't give up on Minecraft. I finally got my uh, regrowth uh, world that's to a point of actually getting uh, applied energistics, the whole computer matrix type stuff. And Ooh. yes, things are going to get uh, very interesting on that. Um, I'm basically uh, playing RimWorld now as a guilty pleasure, just for myself. Nice. Uh, playing it, re- basically restarting, playing uh, for however long I like, and just just for me. Um, and I think I'll definitely play a few more. I can, like play the campaign of uh, 40k um, Dawn of War, since it, I actually I really enjoyed that tutorial episode, even though I did blitz it and, uh, and basically finish it before the tutorial got around to teaching me everything, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, getting back into RTSs. It's going to be good. <laughs> nice. So, uh, on my front, obviously, we talked about the Age of Empires and the, the Morai, which you guys are going to play after the show. 
15 minutes of your life. Good time. So, yeah. um, uh, I fired up the secret world. Haven't played that in a long time, but you bought that. Yeah, I did. I remember we talked about that on LNS like ages ago. <laughs> I actually got, I own secret world. Well, most of the game, right? Yeah. That was a uh, maybe game for me. And, uh, they, Leonor was the one who was, I told him, I was like, I hit this wall in the secret world where I was just like, I can't make it past this point because it's like the difficulty curve like ramped up exponentially. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and grind this. Like it was beyond grinding, right? Yeah. And uh, Leonor finally convinced me. He's like, no, man, they've revamped all the early zones and they boosted the XP, blah, blah, blah. And I, I logged in and I played for like two hours this week. And it actually legitimately the first few zones, like I actually got past that hump, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, maybe there's some potential here. So I'm glad I didn't uninstall it. Still running, still good, still good time. But yeah, it, back to our earlier discussion, like I jumped in and with the quest trackers and all the UI and all the fun stuff, I literally picked up like the second where I left off my game, right? With like zero downtime, like I wasn't confused at all where to go. So, hmm. well, um, go. as we discussed, I did play Don't Starve for about a half an hour, and then I met a very untimely, crunchy end in the dark underneath some cave, and yeah, something ate me, and it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> the torch went out, and then something went crunch, 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 and I died. And then I started over, and I'm like, ah, oh. so. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to play that again, though. I'm going to play some more of this game. Um, I don't think we dedicate an entire episode to it, but I enjoyed no. I enjoyed the, the whole quirky aspect of it. The wah, 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 you know, it's mm. like you speak in trombone. <laughs> like Charlie Brown's parents, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> the teacher. Gotcha. I think it. Don't Starve is also another one of those survival games. Once once you basically learn the mechanics of what to build and that sort of thing. How not to F uh, up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think uh, I th- when I, I went back and played it, it got a little bit samey for me. So, yeah, interest dropped off. <laughs> you see, that's the thing, though. I'm afraid I, like, I might strategize it too hard to where it's not fun, you know? Mm, yeah. Like I always did that with even with games like uh, Stranded Deep and even Space Engineers. It got to the point where after I learned the mechanics, I would start over again, and then like I would almost play to excess, but super conservatively, you know. And it just got unfun. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I noticed my younger brother who lives a hundred miles away from me keeps playing Counter-Strike Global Offensive every single night, and we don't talk that much anymore, you know, just because, you know, we got separate lives. So every now and then I just jump into his game. I love that Steam join game option. And then he sees me in there, he's like, hell yeah! And he's like, you know, he'll message me, like, get on T-Brid! <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, get on Terrorist, you know? The terrorists win. I'm horrible at Global Offensive, but I've been having some good times with my brother. So, you know, good times. I have and, days uh, where I'm absolutely phenomenal at Counter-Strike, and then I have days where I play with Tenarium, and I'm absolutely terrible. <laughs> but what it is about Tenarium, I just I can't play around that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tenarium. God, he... How is he doing, man? He's he's doing, a, dude, he's got a cult. 
he and I, I love Tenarium. I'm not trying to talk crap about him or his followers. <laughs> they are absolutely fantastic. But I, I got involved with one of his live streams just as a chat member. I'm not like not a is like a full fledged like person in the stream, but <laughs> just as a chat member. And I got invited to his Discord, so I'm like, okay, I'll join your Discord channel. That's cool. And I go in there. And it is like seriously like everyone's just holding their self-termination pill ready to go at any moment. It's like, <laughs> okay, all right. Wow. But I love them. They're all great people. I mean, they're, they're absolutely fantastic. But it's Tenarium's kind of people. Let's just he didn't go join way. like one of those like networks. You know what I'm talking about? Where, no, he yeah. created oh, one he of made those his own. networks. He created he, he is the overlord <laughs> of his cult. Drink the punch. <laughs> yeah, he's the one serving it. Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. God. Yeah, Tenarium <laughs> no, was uh, he was a YouTuber we came across in the LNS days. Um, yeah. I can't even remember how we came across him. Ma- Magical Diaries. That's uh, what we it was. About, we were talking about Magical Diaries. <laughs> we were talking about hor- no, we, were, like a- we were looking at horrible games, and we found Magical Diaries, and I saw a YouTube video of him playing Magical Diaries on youtube and i laughed my ass off <laughs> i was like we yeah. gotta get this he's, guy on the he's show hilarious and, and for anyone who's curious magical diaries was essentially like a dungeon crawler slash uh visual novel so like it, it's totally right up of what ternarium does he does all these visual novels but it was essentially supposed to be like this kind of kind of dungeon crawler slash you know dating sim type thing that you can kind of do um <laughs> and i think the i was with the, the horses? only one what was that unicorns and shit like, no, what? no, no, no! That's Secret of the Magic Crystals. You're Secret. Of, that was the one that I. That was the one that drug me into his channel. The Secret yeah, of the Magic Crystals. He, he bought that game for me on Snuggle Truck Rule <laughs> and made me play it. You remember? You Snuggle remember that Truck YouTube rules. video? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We found that, that. Okay, years later, they released a multiplayer version of Secret of the Magic Crystals, and him what? and I, him and I, played it for like an hour, and it just got way out of hand. I'm like, okay. How- I, how I can't play this. Multiplayer that game. <laughs> they seriously multiplayered that game, and him and I played it for like an hour. And I'm like, okay, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, like, like, did you finish off breeding ponies? Like, I just, uh I I can't believe they made a multiplayer version of that. I don't know how that's possible. I'm like, did you guys like bring your two coming. ponies together and go? Okay, now this is what you're gonna need to do. <laughs> You're the boy. You need to show the boy. The, or you need to show the girl how much you Mount love her. her. <laughs> Make her yeah. yours. Make babies. Okay, yeah. Ray, uh, Tenarium is, uh, is a very charismatic uh, English he, YouTuber yeah, who's yeah, living in France. <laughs> okay. I thought it was Spain now. Yeah, so, yeah he moves from France to Spain. I don't know where hey, it is. He's he could be in Mexico for all way. I know. Yeah, he's in Europe. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. He's in Europe. He's extremely British, though. Extremely British. (laughs) British and flamboyant to the max. (laughs) Nice. And I I love him to death. He's he's an absolute character. Uh, Goes around in a purple Teletubby suit. I gotta gotta look him up now. (laughs) With Macho Man Randy Savage shades. (laughs) The greatest thing ever. Anyway, I think you should probably... Yeah, lead the show. <laughs> Moving on, on uh, yeah. I think the other two games I played was Edge and Capsize. Capsize, meh. Edge. The only thing that kept me going in Edge, because it's like a little puzzle cube thing, was the fact that I. It shows you. It says your friends did this. You know, every time you complete a level, it shows you what your friends did, and you were one of the people that actually played this, as well as Geek Culture Andy. 
uh, Scott. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember it. my only quest was to outdo your score. And so far, I'm <laughs> I'm destroying you in that game. Oh, yeah. Because you, you want to know my You're experience welcome. with Edge? I'm throwing you, up some you wanna... gang signs. Yeah, yeah. You, you can have all the records <laughs> in the world, man. And my he's destroying us both, though. Oh, yeah, of course. Because he loves those indie type games. <laughs> my experience with Edge was, I think after like three levels, I'm like, this is stupid. And I uninstalled it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw where you gave up, and now I'm just competing against Andy, and I'm totally losing. <laughs> <laughs> Andy loves that stuff, and God bless him for it. Oh, I mean, yeah, he beat this game, I think. I <laughs> so. wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Good times. Okay, yep. so on to our various closing thing. Uh, there are donations. We have a bunch of donations. Yeah, if you like the network, go out to Patreon and support Players Alliance. And you could do all that stuff. I'm not going to read all this because nobody's listening. <laughs> uh, you can wow. contact us. Well, you know, it, way to way to sell it, man. I'm selling. Man. I'm selling our network's uh, Patreon. You know? I mean, I could read it for you if you want. You're talking about this part right here. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll do it for you. <laughs> you go out to our Patreon. We currently have one million <laughs> da, 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 uh, supporters on Patreon. If you would like to support shows on the players alliance like xp quest simply go to the donations page where you can support the players alliance on patreon there you will find rewards including a mention (laughs) on the podcast of your choice or even guest for an episode on xp quest yes that's right you too can be like sir viper and come on xp quest (laughs) i'm like but unlike you i didn't have to donate to get here (laughs) you didn't pay (laughs) i didn't pay (laughs) I'm going to need 10 bucks. I was that way. one guy on, on Candy Crush Saga that decided I'm not going to pay for any of your power-ups. I'm going to play this dang gang without it. <laughs> yeah, I'll slip you like a five under the <laughs> We'll make it. We'll make it. Uh, you can always contact us at podcast at xpquest.com. I think that still works. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at players at well, no, see the XP the XPQuest.com. That did that's how we knew that the anniversary came up because we got the domains renewing notice. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, we've been around a year, haven't we? Hey, uh, it, what better marker than anything else? You know, exactly. Right? It's yeah, like people. money, money, do pay. <laughs> yeah, uh, marriages came out like that. <laughs> Yeah. You could uh, follow us all on Twitter. Uh, Players Alliance is at Players Ally, uh, at XP Quest. I'm at DJ Pimp Daddy, and Raytech is at Raytech Regis. And of course, you can follow Raytech's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash user slash Raytech Regis, where he does not rage. At all. None. So, calmest uh, raging person I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> where are all the places that people can follow you, Scotty? Uh, first off, you can beam me up on Twitter over at Scott Viper. Uh, it's pretty pretty easy to find. Uh, that's Viper with a Y, though, not an I. Uh, you can also listen to all of the great stuff that we do over at GatCast, uh, either at youtube.gatcast.com, or you can see a lot of the live stuff at twitch.gatcast.com. And in fact, actually, we're going to start doing weekly podcasts Tuesday nights uh, from 7.30 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern time. Nice. Uh, so we'll be going weekly. I don't know how I convinced Walter to do that, but I did. Uh, so you're welcome. So or what, I'm sorry. What? What? Who are the <laughs> uh, the regular hosts on your show these days? Walter. 
primarily. Just Walter? Yeah, no, we, we don't do the... Guys? No, we're, we're no. those guests. We don't have guest hosts much anymore because uh, it just became too much of a uh, problem to try and find guests. And then, honestly, the, the nail in the coffin and uh, actually, I'm going to save that conversation for off the air <laughs> okay. uh, because okay. that, that's going to be damning and I don't want to damn anybody. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's just me and Walter right now. Uh, if anyone wants to join, I mean, we will open up the form. That's, that's fine. <laughs> Tuesday nights, if you're available at 730 to 8 p.m. Eastern, if you want to come in and talk about some stuff, that's cool. We'll bring it's you It's usually on. by bait and night, so. Mm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, don't I figured know. as much. Uh, what was that, Rick? If, if, I'm, if I'm available. Yeah, yeah, man, you can come on. Love to have you on. <laughs> Podcaster, see he's networking. One yeah, of us. He's one already of got us. He's one of us. Of us. One of us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a right now it's kind of more of a fun loving podcast. We used to try and do uh where all we have these special guests and we did have some really awesome people, but for now, uh to to kind of get back into the swing of things, we're just doing regular fun loving podcasts where we talk about anything with teen games, anime, and of course technology, uh, including the uh NVIDIA 1080 Ti that's uh, scheduled to come out sometime this year, mm. which is looking to be the beefiest graphics card that Nvidia has put out in a long time. So we'll be talking a little bit about that on Tuesday, uh, and then of course, well, last I, most certainly, I, I, I could least. actually uh, bring something to to that. Actually, for the first time in a very long time, I've actually gotten into an anime. Oh well, um, there you go. Mm, a certain scientific <laughs> railgun. One of us. One of one us. of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I start, you stop. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. uh, <laughs> and of course, every Monday night uh, uh, from 9 p.m. to whenever the heck we decide, uh, Crit Happens, a D&D role-playing session where me uh, as the GM hosts these fantastic folks over here on this show, <laughs> the Players Alliance, DJ Pimp Daddy, and of course, Ray Tack, uh, as well as uh, Randar from Return of the Retro, uh Mersk, who who he had his own podcast but for whatever reason he doesn't want to promote it on the D D show it's <laughs> i i don't know if we're not cool enough for it but um <laughs> but yeah he plays in there uh tonakila from lms fame and also from uh uh get cast she's our chat moderator she joins us as well and then of course wildstar orion which i'm sure is a, n- a name known by your network and is a fantastic player uh, <laughs> all those guys come in and they just have a, a, an amazing time and i hope they have an amazing time anyway and oh, you, we you should join us, we too. Are. <laughs> Good. Definitely worth a listen. Definitely worth a watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's an absolute blast. That first episode set the bar a little too high, though, so now I gotta, I gotta keep it. <laughs> I think what we're gonna do is we're just gonna have a pub crawl. We're just gonna have these guys go from pub to pub inciting wars and, just, and see how it see plays how far out. you can throw the dwarf, is what it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a Winter Crest Festival game. It'll be fantastic. Um, <laughs> But yeah, and anyway, then we start doing our own entrance themes and, and start from turn into wrestling. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and in this corner, the human paladin. John Cena! I think we should wrap up. Sorry. <laughs> so you, can, you can follow all the Players Alliance live shows on the network. Uh, Mondays at 8.30 Eastern, you got DDO Players News. Every other 30 Thursday-ish at 9 p.m.-ish, 
I keep saying ish. We have XP quest. <laughs> we're very flexible. We're very flexible. <laughs> uh, last and Friday, that's why they invited me on the show. Exactly. <laughs> it, like ten minutes to spare too. Ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him ten minutes of warning. Hey, you're gonna be on a show. <laughs> I had to hang up with my girlfriend, who's currently in Texas, uh, stationed out for the military. I don't get to talk to her very often. Uh, and the one time we actually did ha- have enough time to talk on the phone, I had to let her go so that I can do XP quest. Totally that's worth how it. much I love DJ Pimp Daddy. Totally I'm... worth it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> one of us. One of us. One okay. of us. Okay. Dang, see what I did? Every time! <laughs> the last Friday of every month, you got Lotro Academy. And on Saturdays at 8.30 Eastern, you have the flagship Lotro Players News. And of course, our next episode—I think—are we? Are we? We're settled on Baldur's Gate. We're gonna finally put that one to bed, right? Well, I—I'll I'll just have to chime in with all the memories that of the game that was. Okay, I can respect which I that. Can't play. I can respect yeah. that. <laughs> uh, Randark will be joining us next week uh, for Baldur's Gate. So, bring your booze, eh? Eh? Ooh! Do you remember? Suddenly, this is a Canadian show, eh? What no like do you mean it's like hey boo? What was that Go guy's for the eyes, boo? Go <laughs> yeah. for the eyes! Go for the eyes! I heard A and I suddenly wanted to watch I a said, hockey game. I don't know how I added an A to the boo thing, but it, I I don't know. <laughs> I, apparently it's a Canadian boo, it eh? Got out. Okay, you can now panic. So <laughs> <laughs> everyone, thanks for listening, and as always, find time for that crime. Goodbye. Take care. Till next time.